Hello everyone, this is Lakshay, your host and guest both for the day. I welcome you back to yet another episode of our podcast, The Assorted Chatterbox. You know, honestly speaking, we didn't really expect this, but it really has been an eventful start. We are highly grateful for all the support and all the love you people have shown us for the start of our venture. We really hope to meet all your expectations. And since this will be a very long journey, we intend to create some great content and foster meaningful relations along the way. So to kickstart today's episode into motion, I have the topic for the day. The topic is Apple and how they have changed the way the computing world will move forward from here on. And for more on this, I'll just catch you on the other side of this small little intro. Technology, space, psychology, cricket, many random topics, but then some more tech and a little more space. We are the Assorted Chatterbox. So come join us. Unravel a few new things and follow us to the depths of this box. So get ready. We will dive right in. You know, this has been a really fascinating topic for me while I was researching about it, while I was watching some videos about it, while I'm recording it as well. So I just wanted that I conveyed in the same way possible. So what I request you right now is that please give me few minutes of your time and I promise that I will simplify all the confusing technical jargon, the history related to it and compress it and convey the thoughts in the best way possible. So let's begin. I believe that we all are aware that all the electronic devices that we use work on a chip be it a computer, a laptop, or a smartphone. All of these work on this tiny yet complex piece of equipment. We like to call it the CPU, or you can simply call it the chip. It's a small piece of electronical equipment which has radically changed our lives, right? So to dive further into this, I'll put it simply that Smartphones and computers use different kinds of chips. Phones use the ARM or the ARM chips. These are simpler in design and are power efficient. Computers on the other hand use traditional x86 chips. They are complex, power hungry but can do more complex tasks. I hope it was easy enough to follow till now. Smartphones, ARM chips, simple design, computers, x86 chips, complex design, power hungry. Okay, I believe now we can breeze through the history of these two chips very easily. And I promise it won't be heavy on you. Since the 1970s, Intel was the market dominator in making chips for electronic devices, especially computers. Around 1980s, they gained the name x86 
for the chips they developed. These chips were a huge success. The company made good gains from this and consolidated their market share. But over time, the functionality of these chips were getting bloated, which means that many features were put into it, which were not exactly being used by the end user, the people. Hence, there was this opportunity in the market and this gave rise to Acorn Company's Risk Machine Chips, which we now call them as ARM ARM Chips. They were simpler in design structure than the x86 chips and were drastically power efficient as well. Although it could not do complex stuff that x86 at that time could do. ARM chips started gaining popularity in 1990s. But since at that point of time, nearly every other electronic device was plugged into a socket for a power supply, power efficiency was not something that people were after. You know, this overshadowed ARM's potential and x86 complex chip continued to rule the desktop computer market for a very long time. But this did not mean that ARM was dead. ARM started getting entry into the electronics as more portables were required. Phones started to rise and fast forward to 2020, each and every smartphone, wearable or any other kind of a smaller device that we use runs on an ARM chip. Your latest iPhone on which you're listening this podcast right now your airports probably or your smartwatch your smart band all of them run on an arm chip since all of these are portable devices x86 complex chips which were not power efficient they could not meet the demands of the market and the rapid growth that was required to survive in it intel did try its hand on this business with their Intel Atom mobile chips, but they had to discontinue it as it was a dramatic failure. I believe it was easy to follow me till now. By now, I hope you know what an ARM ARM chip is, what is an x86 chip, the basic differences between both of them and the markets that they dominate. Now we'll go one step further into the story. Now Apple enters the market. Apple, IBM and Motorola tried their hand at building a simpler ARM chip for Apple's computer systems back from 1994 to 2005. This was because Apple believed that it could leverage the power of ARM and beat x86 computer systems. But unfortunately, things weren't fruitful back then. Apple was lagging behind the traditional desktop manufacturers and hence they had to shift their computer systems from an ARM chip to the traditional x86 complex chip which was supposed to be used in Apple's MacBooks and iMacs from 2006 onwards. We can say this was a battle lost on ARM's end but something magical happened. In 2007, something amazing happened. The first iPhone was launched. Steve Jobs appeared on the stage. 
mesmerizing the audience in his black turtleneck and revolutionized the smartphone industry not only for the consumers but for the manufacturers as well they had a simpler arm chip in its iphone which was ideally not a very big deal as we all know by now right that arm chips were supposed to be used in portable devices because of its power efficiency but the game further changed in 2010 when apple went out and started producing and designing its own chips their own arm based chips the first custom built arm chip was the apple a4 since then it has been an uphill learning road for apple they have been improving year on year the chips kept evolving getting faster whilst using less power you know the improvements have been so much that their own intel based macbook which runs on a 125 watt chip was outperformed by their latest iphone running on a14 bionic which runs just on 5 watts of power just 5 watts that's 25 times less power it is a very big thing for a smartphone chip let's take a breather here i know it's getting heavy with the technical terms and all of this might not look necessary but actually this was the setting of the stage for the central piece of this puzzle of an episode until now we know that x86 complex chips are used in and dominate the desktop laptop and macbooks whereas the simpler arm chips run the smartphones and smaller devices and also the fact that apple has been really successful in iteratively improving their arm iphone cpu chips with research and innovation now we eerily enter 2020 where everything has been turned upside down due to this pandemic but apple my friend apple continues to dominate this market don't forget that it keeps making strides in november this year they unveiled the much awaited macbooks with the newly custom built m1 cpu chip based on the arm structure okay wait but didn't we just discuss that macbooks and laptops are supposed to run on the complex x86 chip but i just said that the new macbooks were based on the simpler arm chip which was supposed to power just smartphones did i make a mistake no i did not but apple they did something apple changed the way we are going to look at the computing industry from here on it's not that any other company did not previously try doing what apple just did it's that no one not a single one had the guts the vision the commitment behind it and the innovation that i believe apple just brought to the table you might say okay lakshya you seem to be praising apple a lot in this episode <laughs> do you do you have any biases what is so special about these macbooks 
with this so-called new M1 CPU chip. I hope you do understand that if anyone does the same thing over and over again, over and over again for a very long period of time, they are bound to get better, more efficient and wise in that area, right? It can be you running daily a kilometer for about a year preparing for a marathon or it can be me trying to perfect my version of Rajma Chawal in this lockdown, in this pandemic. That depends. But the, the overall crux is the same. If we do something over and over, we get better at it. Similarly, we know Apple's been perfecting their chips since the last 10 years. That's a decade. And they have gotten pretty good at it with the commitment that they have put into it. But apart from that, there is something additional this time. There is innovation. They integrated everything a CPU normally requires to function on the same CPU chip itself. Okay, wait, it's been a lot of technical things right now. Let me just explain this in a very, very trivial way from an example. 15 years, 20 years, 25 years back, it's summer, you're in school, you need to complete a project to submit to your teacher. You need pens, papers, crayons, sketch pens, you need to write content, you need to draw diagrams, you need to paint the cover and then consolidate this project. And all of this is handed to one person each of a team and that team has four five or six people and all of you work in unison to get this work done as soon as possible and as good as possible but don't you feel that this is a little less efficient you have to wait for the person who gets the paper you have to wait for the person who gets the pens you have to decide upon a content that you need to write down mutually then you need to decide on where to draw, what diagram, how to paint. Everything gets tedious at times when working like that. Now imagine all of this is handled by you, yourself. You get the papers, you write knowing where you want to draw and consolidate the entire project yourself, eradicating inefficiencies of any kind. Does this sound faster? Does it sound like you can get better work done in this entire scenario when you're working alone? Now let's take this to the level of a computer. We have a CPU, the chip, which runs all the instructions. Then we have the RAM or the temporary memory, which stores the data being used by this chip. Then we have some input output controllers, which takes care of the input and output devices such as the main memory the display and there are some other things such as the security chips which takes care of your biometrics data traditionally all of these are placed onto the motherboard in close proximity so that they could exchange data or you can say that they talk to each other as fast as possible but this still creates some delay that performance can be hampered in heavier tasks over a longer period of time. 
but the new Apple M1 chip eradicates this. It changes this design. Apple has placed all these required components, the CPU, the RAM, their T2 security chip, the GPU, which is the graphic CPU, all together in one single chip. It's like you doing all the required work for the project and consolidating it yourself. One chip, all components together. This eradicates the time delays. It makes it faster to perform tasks. It makes it more efficient as all the components don't need their individual power. It makes them cooler. Everything is happening on the same one chip. Heat generation will be less. Okay, I know it sounds overwhelming and how can everything be so good that this new design looks too good to be true. But rest assured, it has its own setbacks. One such example would be that since the RAM is integrated into the chip, you cannot really upgrade it after you purchase the system. And there are many more. But I would want you to focus on the bigger picture here, my friend. The computing industry here may have seen a tectonic shift in the technology. We now have some genuine proven evidence that simpler ARM chips can actually compete with the complex x86 chips, probably even beat them in many scenarios. We have the initial reviews of Apple's new MacBooks running on these chips and they are exceptional. I would really want you to just YouTube it, any, any tech reviewer, any initial reaction videos about these good new laptops. Even though I'm not a hardcore Apple fan, but I really appreciate innovation, new technologies coming into the market, which pushes the envelope and drives the technology forward. And this is what they've done this time. And this is considering the fact that it is just the first generation. It will keep on improving from here on with the steep curve. It now poses a threat or rather a challenge to the traditional desktop making industry. What are you doing for pushing the technology forward? The success of the M1 Max and the eventual shift of all the Mac based computers onto their proprietary chips is a ringing bell for all the other chip making companies be it Intel or AMD. They need to up their game or be left in the dust because Apple has come to take its fair share of the market. I don't suggest you that go ahead and grab a new Apple M1 MacBook right away. It's just that be excited for what's about to come. Things will change and you'll get to see better technology in your hands in the coming couple of years and it sure as hell will be very powerful it has taken a lot of courage for me to go ahead with this individual stint but i feel that even if i was able to convey my thoughts to even some of you i was successful i know this episode might have been an overwhelming one and hence i thank you i Thank you for staying with me till the very end. Your support means the world to us. Please do share this to your people 
and subscribe to our podcast, The Assorted Chatterbox. We will catch you in the next one. Until then, take care and be healthy during this pandemic.